0: You're listening to episode 173 of the Voice in Canada podcast. Hey there, I'm Dr. Terry Fisher, one part physician, one part voice enthusiast, one big part Canadian, and one small part of our community Northern Voice. Together, let's explore how voice technology is transforming our lives north of the border. And Let's talk voice. Hello and welcome to this week's episode of the Voice in Canada podcast. We have a great interview for you today with Colin Bournes. He's with the Speechly team and we're going to get into all the incredible technology that Speechly has and what they're developing with regards to the way that you could interact with computers, mobile phones, a whole e-commerce system through just the sound of your voice. Before we get to that though, I want to remind you that Wednesday, August 25th is the next episode of The Voice Den. The Voice Den is known as the Happy Hour of Voice where you get to come and sit on the hot seat and interact with our voice influencers. We have an incredible lineup of voice influencers this time, as we always do, and uh Colin Borns who is the uh the guest on this podcast is one of the voice influencers. We also have Emily Banzaff. she's known as the Sonic Connector, and she is a conversational AI designer for strategic education. Of course, we have Colin, who we'll get to in just a moment. We have Megan Grace, who is with the Global Partnerships team. In fact, she is the Global Partnerships lead at Google, and she is the new host of voice talks which you may be familiar with we also have the unicorn susan westwater who is the ceo and co-founder of pragmatic digital we have nigel wright who is the voice ceo Uh, he's known as the gratitude champion and of course last but not least we have colin borns the head of business development for speechly he is known as the operator i want to give a big shout out to our sponsors as well amazon alexa and google assistant Uh, for always uh, sponsoring The Voice Den, and it's absolutely wonderful. The Voice Den is free and you can join at thevoiceden.com. Now let's talk about today's uh, interview. I'm thrilled to introduce you to Colin. As I mentioned, he is the head of business development for Speechly. Speechly is incredible. They are a company that enables businesses to add speech, add voice easily to mobile applications, to the web, to e-commerce solutions, the whole bit. And so they are a unified voice interface API for speech recognition and natural language understanding. I want to jump right into the interview. Colin, of course, can explain this much better than I can. And I'd love for you to hear all the incredible stuff that Speechly is doing. So without any further ado, let's jump into the interview. Here is Colin Bournes, as well as this week's co-host, Ian Utili. Hey, Colin,
1: how's it going? Great. Yeah. Thanks for having me. How are you doing, Terry, Ian? Wonderful.
0: So good to see you. Ian, how's it going?
1: It is a happy Tuesday, my friends.
0: Awesome, awesome. Well, we have had a chance to uh, chat with Colin and the Speechly team over the last little while. Thanks again to uh, Speechly for being a sponsor of VoiceCon Live. Really appreciate that, Colin. We're thrilled to be able to chat with you today. So let's just dive right into it. I'd love for you to maybe share a little bit about you, your background, with the with the viewers, the listeners, and uh, and then we'll take it from there.
1: Yeah. So uh, started getting involved uh, with the voice community. Um, when I started working in the financial operations department at vaynermedia, um, obviously Gary Vaynerchuk's a, a big proponent in the world of voice technology. so a lot of us in the the world of voice are are probably familiar or maybe even got a little bit inspired uh, to get involved with this space from from Gary. so um, from there was able to you know build a, a really interesting network and, and uh, get involved in the community and and had the opportunity to start investing into different startups uh, in the space at a small venture firm called Voice Punch and uh, luckily met the team at Speechly and and now head up business development uh, for the team. Uh, Maybe just in in a nutshell what we do, uh, Speechly is a fast, accurate, and simple voice interface API for web, mobile, and e-commerce. So we allow developers to easily integrate voice interfaces uh, that are able to understand the user the second that they start speaking versus after they finish speaking, like you might be familiar with, uh, with everyday voice assistants. Uh, and rather than enable a new conversational channel, uh, our technology is more focused on voice as a feature of existing experiences. So you can think of blending voice as an interface or voice as an input layer alongside these existing modalities like touch and type uh, for overall just more efficient experiences.
0: Awesome. And I know that's been sort of one of the themes that you've been speaking about voice as a feature. Um, can you expand on that a little bit more and what that what that kind of means to you? And then we're gonna then we'll get over to you, Ian, for a question.
1: Yeah. So I think uh, at the end of the day, the the way that I think about it and the way that we think about voice at Speechly is at the end of the day, voice uh, is a really good interface to technology. And so when you think about the voice interface as a feature of existing experiences where we're spending a lot of our time, mobile, web, uh, this really leads to a different way to approach voice technology and voice-enabled experiences altogether. Um, so some of the benefits that we see from looking at voice more as a, an interface feature versus voice as a channel, like we've become familiar with, again, in like the Alexa or Google Assistants of the world, the, the benefits of approaching voice more as a feature is you can really focus on actually completing a user task. Uh, so you can think about it, again, when you're looking alongside touch or type, it doesn't just have to be an individual channel, you can really think about, okay, where does voice actually add value for the user? uh, And then adjust the experience accordingly uh, around the actual end user task. So you're not just using voice uh, to do it, just because it's emerging tech, but you're actually keeping the end users' um, intents and tasks in mind uh, and thinking about how voice can actually add value. And I think the second benefit to this is it actually leads to uh, truly multimodal experiences, I like to think about it. because at the end of the day, a multimodal experience, in my opinion, is one where it can easily hand off between these, these different modalities that we're familiar with. Uh, and I think that when you approach voice more from the perspective of a conversational experience, it can almost put into a box uh, what a multimodal experience can really be. Uh, so when you think about a voice interface as a feature in web or mobile, uh, it's really, the potential is is endless of what a multimodal experience can become in that sort of context. So. Uh, those are two of the the main benefits that we see when you think about the voice user interface as a feature versus looking at it as a channel
2: fantastic uh over to you ian when you did the demo at project voice 100 in chattanooga tennessee uh in april i remember thinking wow this is like as good of a demo As I've seen, it was just really engaging. I thought, wow, this, I don't think a lot of people know about Speechly or what you're bringing to market. Uh, Tomorrow, you have uh, two of your coworkers that are me with Brett Kinsella from voicebot.ai to do a webinar. And today you posted a bit about that. And the first couple of sentences you wrote caught my attention. I was wondering if we could talk about it for a moment. You said the web is the, and not just the any web. But the capital W web, the web, <laughs> is the largest digital surface area we have. But it's also the perfect area for voice UIs to thrive. So my question in that context of that statement is how are voice UIs thriving today in comparison to how you'd like to see them thrive in the near future?
1: Yeah, that's interesting. I, I think the... The way that I look at it is the way that the voice interface is thriving today is it's in getting a task done, right? Uh, But I think that we've only really been able to see that value be realized within these first party uh, voice assistant type ecosystems. It's it's not really possible as a third party to really play in or or get the benefit uh, of really those top five use cases that we see on the smart speaker, uh, those first party type experiences. So I think of uh, the opportunity or um, where I see experiences going is being able to realize some of those same benefits of that first party type experience within uh, like the web specifically. I mean, um, there's different reasons of why the web uh, itself is uh, specifically interesting, even in comparison to to mobile. Um, But I think that at the end of the day, the... Uh, really interesting opportunity today is being able to look at the last five years of data um, around these experiences we have with smart speakers, which at the end of the day is, is uh, I think, the best way of looking at where user behavior is with uh, just voice-enabled experiences in general. Uh, but being able to take some of the, the, the facts from that. Uh, people like to get things done. People don't necessarily like conversation. They might like some sort of voice output, but they would rather just get their information and get on with uh, the next thing. So being able to take some of those truths or some of those insights from uh, the voice assistant experiences that we've seen and being able to realize those in your own domains. And I think web specifically, again, there's a few different variables that makes it particularly interesting, uh, but I think it leads to being able to realize some of those same opportunities.
2: So when you think about, Large global two thousand companies, large Fortune five hundred companies, engaging with Speechly to build out proof of concepts, and let's say they engage with you just to do input. Like that's that's what they want to do. They want to do input so that their staff can use their voice to input content into the cloud. As an example, if a large corporation comes to you and says, "Hey, pick a department to do proof of concept with us." marketing department, sales department, operations department, R&D department, tech department, pick a department. And let's build a POC around one specific department in our large global organization. What department do you think this voice input might make the biggest impact? And what type of proof of concept might you want to go after in that department?
1: Yeah, maybe a different way of looking at it. I think it's less department driven and it might be, better to look at like different industries and, and and just looking at the ultimate data and information flows that happen within um, some of these different areas. Because I think uh, today where voice is able to deliver value is in these areas where efficiency is valued. Uh, so in some of these B2B type contexts where uh, if somebody's able to do their job quicker or more efficiently, uh, and it also requires um, or maybe one of the, the bottlenecks in doing that job quicker is the fact that they do have to go through a bunch of these mundane, um, repetitive forms. Um, not necessarily repetitive in the sense where automation is just gonna replace it, because why would you wanna do something with voice that could ultimately be replaced by automation? So there's some of these different, um, uh, I guess, scenarios that, that might come into play when you think of like just repetitive. So like repetitive isn't good enough, but it's these repetitive and maybe a little bit complex where It might not just be easy enough for automation to come in, uh, but having voice to be able to do that more efficiently. um, It's really these contexts where there's just a lot of information either being inputted or um, being searched for that I would look for. But I I don't necessarily think that there's a specific uh, piece of the organization that might stand out. I think it's more looking at the way that different industries or or different businesses even work um, and looking for those opportunities where a lot of information is, is sort of passing from from one area to another.
2: Is there a limitation on scale at this point? Like, would you need to manage expectations on a proof of concept to say, hey, just let's manage expectations. Like, this is what we can do. Or do you feel like the ability to scale and to do really ambitious uh, things is, at, is on the table at this point right now for Speechly?
1: Yeah, I think it's uh, purely a function of what people can dream of. I think uh, in the days of, of AWS and, and things like that, it's purely a function of, of adding more um, cloud cloud capacity. Uh, yeah, so functions of scaling are, are are things that we are definitely positioned for. Um, as it relates to a POC and, and, and looking at where the opportunities are for voice, um, I don't necessarily think that, uh, I, maybe to look at some of these projects that we've seen on, on voice assistants, uh, I've been having a lot of conversations uh, the last few weeks, uh, really digging into Uh, some of these past experiences that we had for like some of these like killer use cases. I'm I'm doing air quotes to think of, you know, like form filling or flight booking. It's like, okay, but why haven't these taken off? And a lot of times it's people, maybe not people or these organizations are trying to do a lot all at once. Um, So I don't necessarily think scale is the goal. It's really thinking again about being surgical of where voice can add value uh, proving that, and then you can think about, okay, how do we make sure that we can rinse and repeat and bring this um, across the organization? Uh, but I don't necessarily think that um, focusing on trying to do everything at once with voice today is the necess- or is necessarily like the best strategy. It's thinking about uh, where can we strategically, surgically add value with, with voice today and then, and then grow from there. As the user behavior also uh, gets built around some of those uh, I like, again, with the air quotes, calling them simple type of features, but those simple types of user behavior um, or those simple types of use cases lays the foundation to get to some of these more sophisticated or conversational type experiences, if you will. Um, I just think we're kind of skipping a gap there um, without having some of those best practices around the domains where we're already very familiar. Awesome.
0: We've got we've got a comment here. Just Gabe is here saying speechly is great. So there you go. Uh, thanks, Gabe, for your for your comment. Appreciate that one. Um, Colin, I, I wanna if it's so if it's alright, I just wanna shift back a little bit to I'm really excited to have you on the voice stand uh next week. Uh everybody that comes on the voice stand has a nickname. And we've got yours on the screen there, the operator. And I'd love for you to share like where did that come from? Why the operator?
1: Yeah, I think um at the end of the day that I like to just do do different things and, and for better or worse, um I learn by doing so even when I get into these moments I think where maybe I'm overthinking things, sometimes put maybe even putting this the operator on there's a reminder myself like, Hey, the best way to learn is just getting out there and doing it. So, um, true. And so so yeah, that's that's where I think the the idea of the the operator comes from and Um, you know, I, I love, absolutely love what I do. So, uh, uh, I think that I, I also like, like to, to dedicate a lot of time to, to this stuff. So, uh, yeah, I don't know. I think that that kind of plays into this overall idea of, of the operator, if you will. Awesome.
0: Awesome. Before, before we just kind of wrap things up, we do have a question here and Gabe was wondering, um, how long has Speechly's journey taken to get to where it is now? Great question, Gabe. Thanks for that.
1: That's actually a really good question. So uh, Speechly is your your sort of classic deep tech startup. Um, So we're sort of coming out of stealth, if you will, after uh, a good four or five years of of building out the technology. So a lot of times when you see some of these different uh, voice technology uh, tools, they're not actually built completely from scratch. So that's one of the unique things about Speechly. Um, Our team is is built uh, by a handful of different machine learning PhDs that uh, we're very fundamental in building some of these and being a part of some of these teams at, at Siri and, and Alexa and, and really seeing some of the, the, the problems or, or maybe the the opportunities uh, for thinking about the next generation of voice and and so it's from these experiences that that ultimately speechly has been built. but uh, in terms of uh, core deep voice AI technology being built that's been uh, around a four or five year um, journey uh, in terms of commercialization, uh, that started this this last year. So uh, that's kind of the the two buckets that you can look at the the jer- the timeline of, of SpeechLean.
0: Fantastic. Well, I've got just a last question here, but Ian, just before I do that, I'm wondering if you've got any other questions. I do want to give Colin a chance to talk about uh, their event tomorrow as well. And uh, maybe Ian, well, see, see what you can do about twisting Colin's arm here. I think there's some kind of announcement or- There's a special mean... announcement
2: tomorrow. So if everybody <laughs> on the live stream. And everybody that watches the archive in the next 24 hours promises
1: not to tell anybody. You want to share the special announcement now? I would love to share the announcement right now. However, I would get in trouble if I shared the announcement <laughs> right You're going to have to go to the webinar registration. You're going
2: to join then. us, then. 1 p.m. tomorrow, Pacific
1: <laughs> time.
0: Awesome. Okay. So that's going to be, Colin, do you just want to tell us a little more about that? So 1 p.m. Pacific, sorry, 1 p.m. Eastern, no, 1 p.m. Eastern. 1 p.m. I Eastern, said it wrong.
1: And I messed you up, Terry.
0: Um, tomorrow. <laughs> just tell us a little more about that about that webinar, and people can make sure they they join that.
1: Yeah, so this is the uh, webinar with our, our CTO, Hannes, and our, our uh, chief product officer, Antti, who are going to be uh, essentially walking through Speechly from the perspective of how do you actually deploy a, a, a Speechly-trained, uh, model and then integrate it into an experience. So this is actually a follow-up webinar to the first webinar we did with Brett Kinsella. The first one was sort of like a 101 um, talking about Speechly and our approach and, and uh, why we we believe what we're doing is unique, along with a few demos. Uh, this one's a bit more uh, targeted towards the the developer community of like, okay, how can we take that uh, and actually start building? Um, so yeah, the, the, the focus of tomorrow is to uh, actually learn how to deploy... Uh, a speechly voice uh, user interface, uh, specifically within the web.
0: Fantastic, fantastic. Um, And uh, Colin, we have had one more question come up here live. Are you okay to answer one more question as far as your your time goes? All right, this one's from Nigel. And Nigel says, what would be your best advice to companies currently sleeping on voice tech, but considering jumping in? I like that question, Nigel.
1: Yeah, Um, I would say... It sounds counterintuitive, but start small. Like voice doesn't have to be uh, this huge thing. And I would say that there's not necessarily, um, I wouldn't say that you should go and choose speechly, but I would say that before you decide on what your voice experience is going to be, you should know that voice doesn't just have to mean conversational voice assistant experience within an Alexa or a Google assistant ecosystem. There's so much more that it can be. Uh, it can mean a voice interface in the web or in mobile, like we're talking about it at Speechly. Uh, but it also could be you know, fundamental uh, you know, productized versions of speech to text uh, that could be relevant for your industry, note-taking, something like that. So there's all these different uses of the core voice technology um, that can enable, again, the voice assistant being able to talk to technology. But there's also so much more to that. So I would say uh, really anybody that's dipping their toe into the water of voice uh, really just educate yourself on knowing what the the vast opportunities are because there really is so many different things that you can do
0: fantastic that's awesome last question colin um for next week's episode of the voiced in people get to ask you questions as a voice influencer. what are your topics that you're passionate about that you would love to get questions about in other words what do you want people to be asking you about to give you a chance to talk about
1: That's a good question. Yeah. And really any questions that relate to, um, I think when, when I say opportunities for voice outside of voice assistance, uh, again, a lot of us are familiar with voice because of the Alexas and the Googles of the world. Um, but I'd say if you're interested in like those opportunities that exist outside, bring those questions to me, happy, happy to, to answer them. Uh, and hopefully, hopefully give a good answer.
0: <laughs> well, if there's anything like the answers today, I'm sure that they will be very, very valuable. So thanks for that. Colin, great to have you here. Where can people go to learn more about what you're doing, how to get in touch with you, the company, et cetera? What are some resources you can share?
1: Yeah, so if you're interested in learning more about Speechly, uh, you should just email me directly at Colin, that's two L's as you can see in the name here, uh, Colin at speechly.com. Uh, I would also recommend just checking us out at speechly.com. If you want to see our our demos, speechly.com slash demos. Um, also, I'm I'm pretty active on, on Twitter uh, at Colin Bournes. Definitely would like to to chat with anybody there. DMs are open. Um, and then you can check speechly and LinkedIn, Twitter, uh, just search for speechly. You, you'll find us.
0: Well, there you go. huh? Pretty cool stuff that Speechly is doing. Uh, again, big thanks to Colin and his team, uh, the whole Speechly team for their support of VoiceCon Live, uh, which was the uh, conference that we did on uh, Clubhouse. Uh, and again, I am absolutely thrilled to be welcoming Colin along with the other voice influencers onto The Voice Stand happening Wednesday, August 25th at 5 p.m. Pacific. Thank you again to Amazon, Alexa, and Google Assistant for their generous sponsorship. And uh, as a result of that, The event is entirely free to you, and so you just go to thevoiceden.com to save your free seat. As well, we will be uh, following up the event itself with an after party in an augmented reality space. Imagine you, yourself, immersed in an augmented reality video game where you are walking around inside the voice den that's what this is like and you get to chat with all the other people there so i hope you'll join us for this thevoiceden.com and have a wonderful wonderful day week wherever you are and i look forward to speaking with you very soon take care